anybody can do good in the short term based on the right emotion with the right person at the right time and in the right place. But we can't judge someone's life off a short term thing. We got to judge it off the long game. And the long game is based on logical, rational decision making, not emotion. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to communicate concisely. Before we get into this, I remind everybody, send out a text guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point to start your day called the Daily Motivation to send one out every Monday. Guaranteed to do the same thing for your week. I call that the Monday Motivation. I think yesterday I called it the Weekly Motivation, but it's every week. It comes out on Monday. You should be getting these messages. All you got to do is text me at my number 305-384-6894, and you'll be in my text community. If you don't get an immediate response, we're still working out some tech issues, but that those issues will be fixed. Promise you. Text me at my number and you'll be in the text community. As soon as we get that fixed, you'll be getting those messages consistently. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the place where I do all my coaching. It is actually the only place I do any coaching. If you would like to have me as your direct coach, good news is I make it very simple. And there's only one thing you have to do to get there. You just got it to become part of it. Rather, it's just go to work on your game university dot com. We will tell you there what exactly our program looks like you schedule a time to get on a call with us if anybody coming to my coaching program who i don't actually know i got to know you to, for you to be in my coaching programs so go to work on your game university.com schedule a time to get on a call with us and then we will talk with you with one of our coaches we'll talk about where you're at where you want to go what you feel like might be in your way as long as we feel you're a good fit and we know we can help you we'll tell you how it works and we'll go from there again work on your game university.com now getting into this subject how to communicate concisely Let's get clear on the definition of this word concise. It means in a way that is brief, but comprehensive. In a way that is brief, but comprehensive. This is a skill, meaning it is a practiced ability, which means anyone can develop this ability. It is not a talent. It is not a natural God-given innate thing. This is something that anyone can develop if you practice it. Now, this is not something that will come to you overnight if you don't have this as a some people do have a natural innate ability to be concise, but most people do not. So you can develop this ability because any skill can be developed with conscious practice. Concise communication, folks, is a common ability found in strong communicators. One thing that makes communication strong is that you don't use 10 words when you can use five. All right. Simple communication. You still get your point across, but you don't have to be so verbose in doing so. Any of you who has been coached by me, you've heard me say this directly to you, especially if I've worked with you on any written material. I explain to you how we have to Let's take the sentence that has 13 words and let's get the same point across in seven words. That's concise. That's being concise. 
This is also found in people who are experts in their subject matter. In other words, they can get a point across very clearly and easy to understand language without overloading you with verbiage. It's also found in people who are great at explaining and teaching to others. And I would put myself in all three of these categories. And if you disagree, you can let me know. Point number one in today's topic, once again, is how to communicate concisely. Number one, brevity. What does brevity mean? I did a whole episode on brevity. Let me tell you about that episode that I did on brevity. So any of you who is not familiar with it, it's one of my favorite episodes. Episode number 1738, the skill of making your point without talking too much. That's what brevity means. And that's in my language. But the definition of brevity is concise and exact use of words in writing or speech. So brevity and being concise are cousins, we'll say. Brevity means don't use 10 words when you can use four, as I just said. There are three levels to brevity. Okay, let me give you three levels of brevity. One is your ability to simplify your ideas and make them as easy to understand as possible, which usually means using fewer words and leaving yourself less room for someone drowning in your verbiage. People should not drown in your words because you've said too many of them. And often what people do is they make a good point and then they drown the good point with too many extra words around it to where the good point gets lost. It gets diluted. Don't do this. Brevity. Use four words instead of 10. And this takes work. It takes work to be concise. It takes more work to be concise than it does to be verbose because it means you have to think about how do I cut extemporaneous language out of my communication? That takes work. In writing, we call this editing. Today, I was actually working with a member of Work on Your Game University, and we were working on this. We were working on editing a manuscript for a book, a couple of books that she is putting together right now. And I said to her more than once while we were working on this, Hey, we got to be concisive. Let's take this 15 word sentence and let's say the same thing in seven words. Make it half short and twice strong. Uh, shout out to the genius. That's a rapper, by the way, by the name of the Jizza from Wu-Tang Clan. Most of you don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, that's what I, I thought of when I said that line because he's the first person I heard say it. So one level of brevity is simplifying your ideas to make them easy to understand. Again, fewer words, less room for someone to drown. You ever been in a conversation with someone who had a point to make, but again, they said so many extra things that you forgot the point? You have been in a conversation with someone and they said something and you want to respond to that thing, but they weren't done talking. So then they kept talking. And by the time they finished speaking, you forgot the thing that you wanted to respond to. Any of you been in that conversation? Men who are listening to this, you ever been in a conversation with a woman? I'm sure this has happened. All right? And that's I'm kind of joking, but I'm not. And then ladies, you know that you're guilty of this. So this is when people drown in your words. Too many words. People will drown. OK. And it's not about people having short attention spans. It's just that if you want people to remember things. Understand something, just simple logic. The more you give them, the less chance they're going to remember it. If you want someone to remember something, make it as simple and short as possible so that there's less chance that they forget what you said. Simple as that. Everybody got it? Okay, think about Johnny Cochran's famous line in the O.J. Simpson trial. All right, everybody knows what it is, right? Let's all say it together. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Seven words, probably the most famous statement ever made in the courtroom. And everyone remembers it. Why? Because it was concise. There was brevity in his statement. That's why it's so memorable. If he had said 72 words, you wouldn't remember. it. You might say it was great, but you couldn't remember what he said. We know exactly what he said because it was so concise. It was the brevity of the statement. Notice that. But also notice that he made his exact point. He summed up the entire O.J. Simpson trial with that one sentence. Can we agree? OK, so so the second level there was so the first level. I said there's three levels to this, but I think I only told you once. So let me make sure I'm going to my notes here to make sure I didn't miss something. So the first level of brevity, I'm going back to where I was. So 
One is your ability to simplify your ideas. And I don't think I, I think I might have skipped a second. Maybe I said three levels of only meant to. Anyway, let me give you the other level here of brevity, like with Mr. Cochran and the OJ Simpson trial. The third level, or this would be the second level, because I don't think I gave you a second level, is when you understand something at an expert level, the service that you do for the public is simplifying the concept. That's what I'm doing here with this show. I understand things at an expert level. That's what I talk about each day on the show, whatever it is I decide to talk about. And I condense the topic down because every topic I talk about, there are books written on these subjects. And you should read the books. But what I do here is I simplify the subject to where I can explain it to you in 20 to 30 minutes. If you need an hour to explain something, maybe you need to make it more simple for you so that you can do the same for others. This is actually an exercise that I follow when I'm on X, the app formerly known as Twitter. I try to fit all of my responses to people or even the things that I say into one post, except when I'm making a thread on purpose where I'll use multiple posts. Let's say somebody says something, I'm responding to what they say, and maybe I have a lot of thoughts to give. I try to fit all of my response to them within 280 characters, which is a skill because oftentimes I got to cut down on the things that I wanted to say just to make it as concise as possible. And I got to take out the extra, whatever the extra words may be. So make it simple. So you can make it simple for everybody else. Again, on a tactical level, this is called pruning your communication. So pruning just means you're cutting off the extras. So any of you who's ever done the yard work, you know, when you're pruning your bushes and your trees, what you do is or trimming the hedges. What you're doing is you're trimming hedges. You're cutting the extras off of it so that it's nice and neat and you're getting the extra leaves out of there. So the tree or the bush doesn't start growing all wildly and out of control. In writing, your editing process usually means what? Cutting down on the words, not adding to them. Usually when you're editing, you're cutting things away. And if you do any video editing, what are you doing? You're getting rid of extra stuff so that you only got what's left. You might record for two hours to make a 20 minute video, right? That's the whole purpose of editing. You're cutting down. This is deleting stuff, leaving it on the cutting room floor. Again, usually not addition when you're editing. If you want to be a concise communicator, get good at editing your communication. In other words, saying more with less. Question. Are you looking for a health and wellness upgrade that's as easy as sipping your morning coffee? Or if you're like me, you don't even drink coffee? Meet AG1, the superhero of all-in-one supplements. With just one scoop a day, you'll experience a powerhouse blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that will have you feeling like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. You can feel like it though, you don't even have to try it. AG1 is your personal health sidekick, packed with prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes to support optimal gut health. Now, what exactly does all that mean? That means you can say goodbye to those pesky nutrient gaps that you have in your system right now. And you probably don't even know it and say hello to a vitality boost that will make you feel like you have superhuman strength. And this is all natural, clean stuff. But wait, there's more. When you take the leap and join the AG1 revolution right now, you'll unlock an incredible offer. You will enjoy a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which is a vital nutrient for a strong immune system and strong bones with your first order. Plus, you're going to receive five free AG1 travel packs, which are perfect for staying on top of your health routine wherever life takes you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, you're tired of having to pack eight pills and nine different supplements every time you go somewhere or every time you wake up in the morning you got to take all these different pills you don't even know what they are you can't remember what's what you don't even know what the ingredients are on these things say goodbye to all of that and try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs with your first order go to drinkag1.com work on your game 
That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and start your journey to a healthier, happier you. Your body will thank you for joining the AG1 Super Squad. Number two, today's topic once again is how to be concise in your communication. Number two, clarity of points. Your points need to be clear. Remember what concise means. It means brief but comprehensive. You need to be clear on the point you're attempting to make so you can be brief while at the same time making your point. So being brief doesn't mean that your point gets missed. Being brief means your point is made clearly and you don't need too many words. This is a skill. And again, as I said, when I'm on an X app, you get 280 characters. So when I'm responding to somebody else's comments or their assertion, especially when I'm disagreeing with somebody, I always challenge myself to fit my response within that 280, even though I technically could go over because I have the blue check where you can write. I could write as long as I want if I wanted to. But I try to make it fit in the 280 because I know a lot of people are not going to read if I go over. So I could write an entire article telling them why I think they're wrong. But instead, I try to tell them why they're wrong in 280 characters or less. And again, that's why that forces me to make my point as clearly as possible with as few words as possible, literally as few words as possible as I'm on a limit. So it's a practice ground for conciseness. When I make my point clearly, I usually get a very strong response from people, whether that response is people disagreeing with my disagreement or agreeing with my disagreement. Either way is fine because the point is, I just want to know that my point was so clear that everybody got it. That's the point. You see, if my point is not clear and people can't quite understand what I'm saying, then usually I don't get much of a response because people don't understand me. But when they understand me, I get very strong responses. Again, positive or negative, doesn't matter. I can deal with the backlash because Otherwise, if they don't understand me, there's no reason for them to respond because they don't know what they're responding to. Okay, so you got to be clear as possible. You should get clear responses from people because they get what you're saying. Now, if they don't get what you're saying. Again, there's nothing for them to push back. on. You know, those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway. Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Dot com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs, by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to communicate concisely. So that second point, again, was making sure your point is clear. When things are clear, you don't have to say too much. And number three, leave your emotion at the door. Now, this is an important part. Because there is a place for emotion. When you're trying to influence and persuade people, there is a place for emotion, but not all the time. Because emotions can cloud judgment. They often cloud judgment. So use it when that's what you want to do. If you want to cloud people's judgment or make them not think so logically or rationally, then go ahead and use emotion because it will bypass their logic. If you want people thinking clearly, then leave emotion out of it. And it depends on your style of communication. I happen to be a very logical communicator. I tend to not try to use emotional persuasion when I'm, especially if I'm disagreeing with someone, I try not to use emotional things. I notice when people do that, that it's, and they're often using these fallacies. There is literally a logical fallacy called the appeal to emotion. So the appeal to emotion fallacy 
is when you try to use emotion to overcome somebody's logic. And again, this works in sales, but in conversation, someone who understands fallacies and they understand logical thinking will easily point these out and basically dance circles around you. So let me give you an example of an appeal to emotion fallacy. Actually, there's a couple of fallacies wrapped in one here. So let's say I said something like, I like eating hamburgers and somebody pushed back against me because they're a strict vegan and they say, so you're saying that you want to kill every animal on the planet and you want us to have destroyed ozone layer? Is that what you're saying? See, that's an appeal to emotion fallacy because I just said I like to eat hamburgers. And if you have a problem with hamburgers, then say what your problem is. But they, first of all, posed a different question, a straw man of something that I didn't say. And they're asking me to respond to something that I didn't say was a fallacy in itself. And secondly, they're appealing to the emotion. Oh, you're just trying to kill all animals. That's an appeal to emotion because killing animals is an appeal to emotion. I didn't say that. I just said I like to eat hamburgers. That's an example. And people do this. Actually, there are people who are very skilled at doing this. You see them on social media all the time. And I enjoy pointing out the fallacies in their arguments. I do this all the time. And I don't know if any of you is ready for the Twitter battlefield. It's not a place for the faint of heart. But anyway, that's an example. You want to leave emotion at the door if you're trying to make a logical point. There is a place for emotion, but it's not everywhere. If you want people thinking clearly, leave emotion out. And again, this is special importance when you are disagreeing with a person or pushing back against something someone said, or you're trying to help someone understand something that they may not understand. You want to make it logically make sense for them. That's the way that I look at it. Now, some people do this the exact opposite way, but you listen to my show, so I'm going to tell you the way that I like to do it. I like to make people understand things logically. And if you want to add emotion to it, that's fine. But your points need to be logically sound because it's just the way that I think. Human beings make decisions based on emotions, but we justify those decisions with logic. In other words, our short-term decision-making can be based on emotions, but our long-term thinking is based on logic. How many of you have ever made a bad short-term decision based on logic? Every hand should be up because we've all done it. But long-term, we need to use our logic to decide what makes sense. And in the long-term of life, we usually, our lives in the long-term are a reflection of our logical thinking. So someone ends up not doing too well in the long-term because they are a failure at logical thinking. And anybody can do good in the short term based on the right emotion with the right person at the right time and in the right place. But we can't judge someone's life off a short term thing. We got to judge it off the long game. And the long game is based on logical, rational decision making, not emotion. Everybody understand? Now, emotions, they run out. They're like roller coasters. So eventually you get tired of riding on that ride. You just want something steady and calm and normal. That's your logic. And if your logic is flawed, then your long term results will be just as flawed as your logic. Everybody understand me? Good. So if you want to help a person's way of thinking be altered, you want to alter some, how someone thinks, and thus you want to alter their actions, the first thing you need to do is help them logically understand what you're giving them. They have to logically get it and understand why it makes sense for them. If you only need to use someone in the short term, then you can depend on emotions and you can probably get them to do something just based on emotion because you only need them in the short term. But in the long term, again, emotions eventually wear out. Emotions burn out. So if you need to work with someone over a long period of time, do not depend on emotions only because eventually that person will come to their senses and they'll start thinking more logically. When someone says come to your senses, that's what it means. It means their emotions are no longer controlling them and now their logical brain is thinking. And now you got to make a decision of what makes sense here. And if what you showed them didn't make sense and their emotions are no longer triggered, now what you going to do? Now you're stuck in a hard place. So when I coach people, for example, I like to explain things to them logically. And sometimes concisely, sometimes I'll explain it even deeper because I want to make sure they get it. And I want the person who I'm working with to be permanently changed based on what I'm showing and teaching them and helping them with. In other words, I want to transfer my knowledge to them, which is why I explain not only what, but why. And I was just talking to someone today, as a matter of fact, about this exact thing, that 
when you're working with me, I'm not only going to tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to explain to you why we're doing it so that this knowledge is no longer just my knowledge. It becomes your knowledge. So now you are that much stronger and better after working with me or because you work with me. I want to say after because we can continue working because there's more things that we can build on with what I already taught you. So I'm not expecting this to end, but you will be stronger from working with me than it's not like you're going to be strong while I'm around. Then when I'm gone, you go back to being who you were before. The skill level continues to elevate because I'm continually making you better. Okay. So that's what I aim to do when I work with people. So any of you who's been thinking about working with me, that's another benefit. They just keep coming. All right. The benefits just keep coming. So if I only use emotion, I might be able to alter someone's behavior in the short term. And most of us can have our behavior altered in the short term by emotional triggering, but it doesn't really help to change a person. And it doesn't really help that person in the long term if that's all you're doing. So with that said, let's recap today's class. It says how to communicate concisely, defined as, in a way that is brief but comprehensive. And again, this is a skill, which means it is a learned and practiced ability. Anyone can get better at this. Number one, brevity. Do not use 10 words when you can use four. Again, there are a couple levels to this. One is your ability to simplify your ideas, make them as easy to understand as possible. And another level is so the word three that I gave you here. Another level is keep your communication as short and necessary such that it is easy to be retained. In other words, you want someone to remember something, don't give them too much information that information piece number three drowns out information piece number two. And the third level of brevity is when you understand something at an expert level, the service you do for the public is in simplifying the concept. This is what journalists were supposed to do originally. They were supposed to go find out what actually happened. A reporter tells you what happened. Journalists digs deeper into why it happened, and then they explain it to us objectively why it happened. But journalism doesn't do that anymore. Now they have there's a lean to everything instead of just telling you things straight up and down. So now we are responsible for getting our own information, and we have to go and figure things out on our own. And many people don't want to do that. And this is how we've gotten the concept of fake news because nobody's telling us the objective truth anymore, except people like me. Number two, clarity of point. Remember what concise means. It means brief but comprehensive. If your point is clear enough, you don't need to use too many words. You can explain it very briefly with brevity and people will get it immediately and they'll be able to retain it. Again, remember Johnny Cochran at the OJ trial. Number three, leave emotion at the door. There is a place for emotion is when you're trying to influence and persuade people. But if you want to influence and persuade people for the long term, you can't just go off emotion. You may use emotion to get them moving, but you need to give them logic because that's the only thing that lasts long term. Logic is a slow burn, long fuel resource. Let's put it that way. Whereas emotion is a high burn, it's a fast burning, but it's a very short term thing. So if you only need someone for the short term, trigger their emotions, use them and get out of there. But if you need someone for the long term, you got to give them the logic. Otherwise, it won't last. That said, folks, make sure you text me. So you're in my text community. My number is 305-384-6894 and workwhenyourgameuniversity.com. That is the place where I do all my coaching. You want to have me as your coach, go to workwhenyourgameuniversity.com, see what we're doing, schedule a time to get on a call, and we'll take it from there. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. 
The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game university.com. There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game university.com.